Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, I want to come to the table and talk about some things that may have not been discussed before and give us the opportunity uh, to learn from the discussion. And today is one of those days. I have taught school for over 30 years, and during my educational period at South Carolina State, I have to tell you that I was educated in a way that gave me the knowledge needed uh, to come to the table with my students and try to transfer that material over to them. But I was never taught what to teach, how to teach it, or given um, some kind of template that I could use that would work in every situation. So I grew up knowing that it was important for me to work every day trying to figure out the best way to share the knowledge that I had learned with my students in a productive manner. So today I want to talk about, I saw while I was looking through um, 
the news, you know, and I want to bring to the table a lot of different type discussions. And today I was looking through the news and I saw where a teacher in Texas gave their child, gave her student or his um an assignment where it asked what is the positive and negative aspects of slavery. And uh, people got in an uproar. And one of the things uh, in my support of the teacher is people complain that our students don't get the education related to the history of African Americans. Now, there is a positive history and a negative history to our existence. And if you're not willing to allow a teacher uh, to delve into the the story of slavery, then how can we complain? Because we we have to recognize whatever way you approach the subject, there is going to be some people who don't think you did it right. There really is no wrong way to learn the information about what took place during slavery. You know, and there's so much to learn. And so um, I'm glad uh, you guys are with me, and I hope everybody comes on the line. Again, I want you to all to call in at 657-383-0309 so we can have this honest discussion about what it is and you want children to learn and how do you want them to go about learning it. I have been picking up so many bits and pieces related to slavery and how full it was that, you know, when you ask a teacher to to delve into this area, they're going to be risking backlash no matter who they are. So we have to ask ourselves whether we want to really approach this subject because you can't ask a person to approach the subject and say this subject needs to be approached and then ask them to risk their careers because they, they got to risk how they approach it. So, you know, we got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to quickly go because I want to give everybody an opportunity to deal with this. You're asking teachers to risk their careers and go about approaching the subject, and there is no template about how to approach the subject, but you want them to risk their careers by trying to give their students an opportunity to discuss it. Uh, Nate, what what are your thoughts about this? You know, when I looked over it, I didn't think when you ask kids to do an assignment, you have to first allow them the opportunity to see what they know and how they might give their answer and then help them understand why their answer might be correct or incorrect. Good evening, James. Good evening, everybody. Um, you you asked a very good question. And, you know, it's kind of like goes back to the question of how, you, you know, Everybody wants the country defended, but nobody wants to talk about how we defend the country. It's like as long as those same thing. This is one of those 
areas that we are too sensitive in, in my opinion, because we had a teacher um, who gave an assignment for the kids to even study about slavery, which I think is one of those things that every uh, uh, should be taught at every level, especially in the elementary uh, um, level, so we can understand what our history is, what we have been through, and how we overcome, you know, and the thing about it is it's not being taught as it should, and then when something's not being taught, we fuss about that, and as soon as something gets taught or be presented, we fussing about that. We can't have it both ways, and then the person who's going to pay the price is the teacher, you know, then the teacher pay the price who's going to teach our kids. So I applaud the teacher for being willing to do it. Now, I don't know what the teacher motives was or anything like that because I didn't get a chance to, to look at it or look at the story, so I'm going to keep that part to myself. But the, at the end of the day, the question is, then then what to do? How 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 this is going to be taught? You know, and how mm-hmm. how, how we going to give these kids a fair sh- uh, share, uh, a fair share uh, 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 for them to research and study and everything like that, because if these kids not understanding the history of this country, the good and the bad, then we are doing a repeat of a lot of things. And more or less, that we are living in the country. Nobody that's white is ever going to understand how it is to be a, to be black. They're never going to understand it. But it will give them some insight on what it is that we've been through, especially the kids. If we can get into the kids and, and have 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 that seed put in them, and for them to understand what we have been through, then America be better off. But the problem is, it's us. We are too sensitive about it. Every time we somebody want to mention something, somebody's upset. Somebody get easily offended. We are too political correct about certain things, and that's this is why some things never get solved because they want something, but they want it a certain way. I'm sorry. Sometimes you just got to be straight up with dialogue, and sometimes dialogue may be, how should I say, straight up hurtful. It may be, but at least the dialogue is started. Then we'll work on the sensitivity of the dialogue after we got to get it started. So I would, I, I wish my child was in that class getting that, uh, get that assignment, so she can study on what, you know, her ancestors and everything been through, so she have a more understanding and how to take more pride and who she is and what is expected of her. So I don't have a problem with the assignment, but I do have a problem with the backlash from it. Like I said, I didn't read the story and everything like that, so you may have to uh, educate me and update me on what what all was said, but I don't have an issue with the kids doing an assignment because my question is, and I'm going to get off, unless somebody else speak, is if not this way, then how else we going to educate our kids about our past? Thank you. Indeed, one of the problems I have is the concept of positive and negative is something you use in almost every situation. You know, you psychologists say, you know, what are the positive things about your relationship? What are the negative things about your relationship? You know, what are the positive things about going to church? What are the negative things about going to church? I mean, it, it is a normal type assignment. And so when you suggest that we cannot, uh, that is wrong to to think about there being anything positive about slavery, then maybe you're correct. Maybe nobody can come with a, up with a genuine positive thing that happened during slavery. Um, 
but you have to at least try to, I mean, deal with the issue in some kind of way. And if you you're gonna uh, complain about not talking about it, uh, and then complain about how somebody talk about it, then you you can't have it both ways. Well, good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you, James, for another great topic. And I got to tell you, you have a knack for answering your own question. And uh, the answer to that question is there really is no real positive uh, aspect to the uh, the actual act of initiating slavery in this country. And in that um um, that's the approach that that needs to be taken systematically. Uh, that approach is you have to bring to the board of education on a national level, whatever whatever department that is, the Department of Education, I would suppose. And you uh, one would have to have the savvy attributes to propose that uh, question. Uh, in, in order for it to be voted upon in the way that it is instrumental and is actually de- uh, detriment uh, is 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 advantageous for us to have this subject in our educational system. Uh, uh, noted that it is a embarrassing part of our history. Okay, uh, especially when it pertains to white America. Let's let's be clear about that. Uh, this is a, a, and a this is a subject that they they have always tried to uh, have pushed under the carpet, and and thinking that in doing so we can move forward as a country. But the fact of the matter is, you know, when you come down to fundamentals, uh, what's the old adage that it is that um, you know in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you come from. And in that right there, um, that's the problem I think with uh, with our African American culture, Negro culture, culture as a whole. Um, uh, for years um, since integration, uh, it was it wanted to be said that there's no there's no more need to have the uh, conversation of slavery and all of that. And so uh, our young people, for the, for the basic fundamental of it, don't understand where it is that we came from. In that, they don't understand what it is to correct oneself and try to proceed in a world that you're trying to make better of yourself. Uh, they have grown up in a world in a world where everything has the, the, the footwork, the hard work. The groundwork has already been done. So when they don't have the uh, the studies or uh, even the conversation in a broad sense of the word uh, to be to be given to them, then they have no idea. In, in fact, American history is white history. It has nothing to do with with, with our uh, existence when it comes down to our contribution to this country. So uh, so. To answer your question, the way it's supposed to be done, the way it should be done is whomever is uh, trying to bring this to their educational system on the county level, state level, whatever it is, 
you got to take it to the board. And then you have to lay out the, the, the pros and cons, the positives and the negatives. And you have to actually sell that idea. Because when it comes down to white Americans, white students, white students, uh, being what they want to say, being forced to learn about slavery, that's where you're going to come in at. Because there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, the embarrassment issue that has to be dealt with. So you got to sell it correctly. And if you sell it right, then yeah, I think the imp- implementation of it would be uh, soon to come behind the right sale. Thank you, James. Cheryl, if you're going to be honest and you feel that it's important for young people to understand what took place, then you have to recognize that there is not going to be any magical way to deal with the subject without it being ugly side or the other. So, you know, to me, uh, avoiding or suggesting everybody have a universal way to deal with the subject is crazy. You have to deal with the subject head on, recognize that somebody's feelings may be hurt, but if you truly want the subject to be dealt with, you have to recognize that there is no easy way to deal with the hardship that took place during that time. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? I'm trying to catch on to um, just getting back in. I'm sorry. And I'm trying to catch on because I didn't get a chance to look at the um, video of the information that you've seen, I mean, that you've sent. Um, I did see, I think, the title, and I tried to start reading it a little bit just now while we were on. And am I right that uh, assignment was given about slavery. Is that what you're talking about? Right. The assignment was given to uh, eighth graders uh, about, and the teacher asked them to to list the positive and negative aspects of Scott in an uproar related. And I think you can ask about the positive and negative aspects about any subject or any era of time. Well, I guess in that case, they may have felt, and I'm just speculating, for them to get in the uproar, they may have felt um, it made some of them feel some kind of way. And I'm not sure if it's uh, um, race that the assignment was given to, if it was um, predominantly black that the assignment was given to, but it could have been where it was offensive to some and maybe saying what kind of question is that for eighth graders who have never experienced um, the time of slavery, only heard or if it was something that assignment at the end of a reading, you know, parents, if they got upset 
evidently it offended them. It offended them maybe in a way that that was something very touchy, a very touchy subject, and they felt like it was inappropriate to be discussed at school. And then if it was a mixed um, eighth-grade class, is that how would um, white on the information that they've heard about it? So, But, um, Cheryl, my problem with the, you know, I'm an educator. So I'm, okay. it is very difficult for me to uh, try to put restraints on people's learning. We have to be open to learning whether it's good or bad. You have to be willing to listen to people's thought process because if you don't listen to what they say, then you can't help them to change it or or deal with what is going on in the minds of your children. So if you don't ever, like that was a good time to find out what they might think and then help them to modify their thinking once they have established what their thoughts are. But if you don't never learn what their thoughts are or what their opinions are, then you can't help them to deal with the reality of what took place. Because for me, I would say to you, what is negative about African Americans being taken away and put in slavery in America? What's negative about it is grabbing up a bunch of people, forcefully taking them from their their uh, homeland, putting them in a dangerous situation as on boats, not having enough food to feed them, uh, not putting them in a sanitary environment, and then murdering those by throwing them overboard because you can't, you find out that you don't have enough food for everybody. Okay? That's a honest, those are some honest statements about the real legitimate part of slavery. Now, you may not think it's positive, and I don't think it's positive, but the slave trade provided jobs for European Americans. They made money off of the slave trade. Country benefited from the slave trade because they were able to get free labor, and they were able to exploit a group of people who were not able to protect themselves from the guns uh, and ammunition of European Americans. And European Americans became rich by using cheap, and when I use the term cheap, because there were some people who came over here as domestic servants who worked their debt off, so it was cheaper to get people you could keep indefinitely and breed them, and these were the benefits that America extracted off of slavery. Now, you may say those are not positive, and I would agree with you that they weren't positive, but they benefited European Americans. That's the reality of what slavery was. So if you're not willing to deal with the reality of what slavery was and help white 
people to understand why we are angry about what took place, then you can't deal with the subject. So I'm just saying, as an educator, we have to honestly be prepared to deal with the subject or then don't get mad because the subject's not taught. There, you can't use, talk about just the positive things that African Americans did without talking about the negative humanity of what made slavery awful. You can't have it both ways, uh, Nate. So you're either going to deal with the subject fairly and honestly and deal with the pain that is created by it, or you got to leave it alone. Now, me, I, now, like I said, I'm, again, I'm the base of the crew, and I'm, I'm built a little bit differently. And, and you know, just the soldier aspect of it, because being a soldier, we, we had to learn how to put our feelings to the side, deal with stuff. Now, everybody's not able to do that, Understand? and I understand that. So I preach, uh, I approach this subject with a lot of sensitivity at hand. But dealing with these things, like when I go to counseling and everything, dealing with PTSD and everything, that 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 is a sensitive thing, you know, that I have to deal with. But I have to deal with all of that as a whole to be able to grasp it, to understand it, and to conquer it. Because it's, it's it was some terrible things that happened over there. There's some some things I did that was terrible. You know, so I have to be willing to listen and as as well as talk about it and get it out there. I don't for me to get better, and I'm just speaking for me. I don't have the time to be offended, but what I but at the same time, what I may say may offend someone. I made a comment one time to a lady. We was talking about Iraq, and I said we should have never went over there. And we was better off leaving Saddam Hussein alive because he had stability of the country. And it was an older white lady that told me that was a terrible thing to say. She said, I said, man, maybe terrible, but it was true. You know, so dealing with these, uh, dealing with slavery is a very sensitive issue, no matter what grade or how old we are. But the thing about it is it needs to be talked about more. And it needs to start at the school level so we wouldn't have a lot of these silly incidents uh, racial profile and all these kind of things because then the kids can understand why is this stuff was going on, what happened because I, this is just me personally saying, you know you know, I understand this is a sensitive issue, a sensitive subject but I feel like it's a subject that is not talked enough. Now because I feel that way, it doesn't mean people going to talk about it. That's just my personal feeling. But at the same time I go back to the question at the beginning, to pick about your question, if not that way, how are our kids going to be taught this subject? They're not making a whole lot of movies about it. You know, they're not making a whole lot of reality shows about it. So where else they going to learn from it? A lot of parents are not going to teach it. So where else they going to learn from, learn, learn about slavery, where we come from, and not where we, uh, how we was enslaved, but how we overcame slavery, why it's so important. Um, for us to stay in, uh, for, for African Americans to stay in school and to do the things that was expected of our ancestors that they could not complete. So, my question again, I just said it. If not this way, then what way? But we can't be so sensitive that there's no dialogue about it. We can't be so sensitive that we're not willing to talk about it. Now, in saying that, now, 
it ought to be some sensitivity to it. Uh, you know, when it comes, especially when it comes to white America, they have to understand this is a sensitive issue for us. But I feel like as African Americans, we can't be so sensitive that we can't discuss it with white America. Thank you. And Cheryl, that's what I'm trying to say. And to I don't have the answers, but we can't just talk about the positive things that Black Americans were able to do, the things they invented, uh, and the uh, contributions they made. Because there's a diff- there's another part of the ugliness that took place that needs to be shared, so white people will understand why we are so difficult to give uh, to to um to to let go of it, you know. And and I'm saying to you, the the um people who've had um. Uh, obstacles or had some historical craziness happen to them, like Jewish people and the Holocaust, they don't they don't talk about the history of the Holocaust without talking about how the Germans benefited from taking all the profits and all the uh valuables from throughout Europe and all the murders that took place, the atrocities. So why are we so Sensitive and uh, not allowing the there were some po- there was some positive benefits to slavery for some people. Some people became uh, rich, so we shouldn't talk about it. Uh, uh, that's why there should be some uh, retribution uh, because of how rich America became off the backs of African Americans. But if you're afraid to talk about the ugliness, then you won't ever get to the point where you are willing to sit down at the table and figure out what how African Americans should get retribution. At a minimum, because of what took place and the free labor that America received, African Americans shouldn't have to pay to go to college. Uh, I understand that you can't give all of us a hundred thousand dollars a piece, uh, you know, but you you can't begin to have the conversation about retribution if you won't have the conversation about how white people benefited from slavery, or you don't want to talk about slavery at all. Okay. I mean, I understand, you know, what you're saying, and even in the way that you put it. Because this is educating. Only thing I was saying is is that, you know, we are not all open. And that's where I guess because evidently somebody's offended. Um, and I do know that certain subjects before being taught, they have been, and I'm just from my experience with my children, um, that there were notes going home to let you know what was going to be taught that might have been um, not okay. Say, for instance, if any part of sex education, but not um, where it was not, where it didn't, where it was age appropriate, the conversation, but before they decide to to discuss it, 
you know, notes went home. Um, and I guess, I don't know if it was the kind of permission that it's okay for you to um, teach the child this in the school setting opposed to the home setting. Because some, you know, we as parents, we I mean, we feel all over the place. We got some parents that appreciate the children being educated on certain subjects as to this. You got some parents, look, I don't need my child knowing about this. If anybody's going to talk to my child about it, it's going to be me. So yeah. that's where I guess you're finding the backlash at all of this opposed to you know, you're really trying to educate them. And like you said, try and get them to a place where they can truly understand what happened during that time. Because a lot of them, black and white, are ignorant to what actually happened during slavery. Some have just right. heard, some have just read, and a lot of the things that we read, we know that in the books it's not the complete truth of what happened, um, you're not hearing the experience. So you're not getting the, um, you know, you can't make and lead your life based upon um, great knowledge. Only thing you got is a whole bunch of things that you've heard, and then you put together your own conclusion. But, you know, before getting the conclusion, they say always gather the facts first before coming up with a conclusion or the decision on the matter. You know, why parents offended? Why? You know, like I said, you're going to have some that will be and some that will be grateful. And I guess in this just case, though, you know, you've got one parent that's angry about it and don't appreciate it, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. And I truly understand because in the way that you put it, you put it in a way that was well presented. Now, that can be another thing, the presentation of how it was mm-hmm. being taught. You know, so you got a lot of factors that you have to, um, you know, consider. But um, when you explained it, you explained it as an educator so very well, even that. But that's just me. And that may be only a handful of people. But it may not be. And is the eighth grade the time, the age, or is it when you get to the high school level? Or is it, the, you know, what 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 is age appropriate? So, um and I guess that's why you got all of this uproar and with the different opinions, that's the reason why it's like, okay, we're not going to offend nobody. We're going to take it out to school. And that's what happens all the time. It does not go up for discussion. You know, we don't have a debate with one side, you know, fighting for the cause and the other side saying that we don't want it. You know, we just, when the next thing we know, it's taken away and that's it. And then you go home and you say, well, I thought y'all were being taught. Oh, no, they just took that away. Well, what happened? I don't know. Parents just put it in. They just took the program away or just just took it away that they can't talk about it no more. So we got so much. um, And see, see, that's the problem, Nate, 
we complain about all white America do is teach about white America, but the problem is, okay, uh, you white white Americans who complain about uh, black history being taught during um, February, and they don't want you to go one day over. That's all they do. They'll give them 28 days, and that's it. If you try to talk about it beyond them 28 days, then they got they offended. Okay. The the other thing is you got blacks who don't want to deal with the true reality of what took place. Then they complain about how you touched it. And so understand you can't have it both ways. Recognize that until we become the reason why history, white history is taught all over the place is because white individuals want to know their history. And, um, Black people are not offended by the white history, other than they want their own history to be shared. And if you're going to talk about history and talk about these monuments and what they mean, you have to talk about why African Americans feel offended by these monuments. What it was that these generals did and how they did it that was so detrimental to the black community. If you're not willing to talk about that, then you are evading true history of what took place. I was listening to a a um, small speech that Reverend King gave, and it may have been an interview, and he talked about the reality of why we have to appreciate some of the difficulties that African Americans are having. When European Americans came over to this country and they encouraged European Americans to come to this country because they wanted people who were brave enough to go west and they gave them land. So they're giving you land because it's going to be difficult because Indians are going to be trying to kill you. So we're going to give you 100 acres or 200 acres, but you might not live to tell about it. But if you do, then you've helped us develop that land that nobody else owns. So don't you understand that when African Americans were set free, they weren't given anything. Okay? So you treated two types of people differently. Then you wonder why those white Europeans who were able to survive and to pass that land on to their children and to their children's children have more wealth than the people you didn't give anything. So logically, that's why there should be some retribution given to African Americans. It may not ever happen, but that's the reality of it. Had I not listened to that, I would not know. So many things that we don't know, because we have not been given the opportunity to listen. And if you're unwilling to deal with the ugliness that took place, then you won't understand or know what it is your people have went through. And white people won't understand and know what they put us through. You can't have it both ways, Nate. And you're absolutely right. And, I talk with my kids about a lot of my experience when I was in Iraq and Afghanistan for them to understand why I'm the way that I am when it comes to certain things because they don't know 
they don't know what I've been through. They don't understand what it is I had to go do and everything. They just know I was in the military and that was it. And there's a scripture in the Bible that said my people die for a lack of knowledge. And the thing about it is that the, the, the history from a whole in school is not even balanced anyway. Like you said, we only get 28 days out of a year, and it's not even balanced. And we are so conditioned to learn European history, white history. I asked, I asked um, my war history teacher out of Papa High School uh, back in the 80s. I asked her, I said, why are we are not learning black history? And and kudos to her, and she was very honest with me. She was in a uh, majority of the students at the school board, everything like that, being white, and had thought it would be better to learn from from history, um, European history, until until actual white history and everything like that. And which, even though I thought it was unfair, but she was honest with me. I asked a question, and she gave me an answer. Not in light the answer, but it was an answer. And now we're in a position that we can somewhat somebody that's bold enough to give out this kind of assignment, and it, it's still not good enough. And like, like Michelle said, some people may feel like that it's about to be age appropriate enough, or they may feel like that they can teach it themselves, and so and and that's fine. But the problem with, like she also said, to pick up what she said, was stuff a lot of times don't even come up the bat. People raise it being such an uproar about it, it gets shot down. That too is is, is 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 a loss and everything because we are so easily offended that we can't talk about these things and like I said, when these things don't get talked about, then there's there's, there's if there's no dialogue going on, how do we know that there's uh, retribution owed us? How do we know that white America had made a living off off our ancestors? How do we know there are things that old us? How, you know, we don't we don't know these things because nobody wants to talk about it. There's some there's still a lot of anger out there, you know, and and especially and when you have a president that that we have who's very insensitive, it makes it that much worse because when your leader is not sensitive enough to want to be be willing to discuss these things, then it's just, at least at least President Obama was willing to have town hall meetings, you know, and talk about some things. You know, but now it's like since we have him in office, you know, he makes it worse, and it just trickles down, and and and, and it's very hard to have these conversations because a lot of times these conversations, like me and you talking about, if I'm telling you about some of my experience over there in Iraq and Afghanistan, I can't get mad at you if you don't understand it because you've never been through that, and I think a lot of times in these discussions we want people to feel our pain, and that's not sometimes that's that's unrealistic because. They're not going to feel our pain unless they walk those shoes. Only thing we can do is paint a picture of our pain, and hopefully that they'll catch on and realize that was wrong. But a lot of times these conversations get so get so heated because they're trying to make somebody feel a certain way about it. And these conversations not so much to make us make, make us feel a certain way; it's to make us aware what has happened and what can we do to make it better, and how can we go on from here. That's why I say the dialogue is, is um is very important. But if you're not taking the time to even have the dialogue, then we right back where we started. One month out of a year, and the rest of the twelve months, we're conditioned to listen to European history. Thank you. And Cheryl, you know, we have to to be honest about what it is we want to accomplish. Again, I think that Jewish people work very hard for their history, no matter how painful, 
uh, to be forgotten. They're not going to let you forget how many people were killed. And see, uh, I don't know how many, uh, I don't know the exact number of how many African-Americans were killed uh, during the slave ship crossing. Uh, I don't know how many African-Americans were lynched or murdered uh, in the hands of their owners, but Jewish people want that number to resonate throughout the world. So it seems to me that uh, that African-Americans seem to be afraid for their history or the ugliness and uh, destructiveness of their history to be displayed. Well, I guess in that case, you're finding that um, those who are may be embarrassed about it. Um, They would like to forget about it. Um, You know, it can be so many different reasons why people feel the way they do, and we don't really understand until they explain, you know, why why do you feel this way? And that way they can be a different way to approach the same thing, but in a way to make someone else feel comfortable, whatever comfortable may be to them. So sometimes we are doing things that we just not aware of, and we may not be as sensitive to the, um, the individuals, if if it's the majority of them. But that would also be a question that does this conversation make you uncomfortable? And if it does, what about it? But again, I say the way you put it as being an educator, you know, you put it in a way that many should be able to receive it, but some just won't. Some people will not allow you to teach their kids certain things. And what their reason is, you know, it would be good to know instead of speculating, instead of trying to come up with so many of the reasons, get a dialogue going. You know, let's let's bring it out and let's discuss it. So, um, you know, this same thing can go so many different ways. Me, myself, I'm always open to discuss things because when it's being discussed, just as this platform here, I'm learning things that I've never knew. So in, in the conversation, it can also enlighten the individuals who's actually receiving the information because I'm pretty sure these A graders does not have as much information as the teacher have to kind of help them with their feelings when they say, you know, I feel a certain way because they can kind of guide them with their feelings. And, you know, this is a good way for those individuals to say, well, I really didn't know I felt like this about black people. Oh, you know, whatever it is, you're being educated. So, I mean, like you said, there's going to always be one side says one thing and another side says 
something different. But it's always should be a dialogue about it. Indeed, there can't be anything wrong about discussing the true history of African Americans and what they went through. That positive effect on white Americans understanding the depth of our anger. And so if you're not going to talk to them about it or you're not going to share the reality of what took place, then they're going to always uh, reduce uh, the pain of what happened because they don't even know what happened. You know, they're going to want to know why, why can't we move on? Because we can't, we have not truly honestly dealt with the evil that took place during that period and the evil that's taking place now. So if you don't deal okay. with it honestly, you're not going to get a true response a true uh, ending of the situation. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, James, I got to tell you, uh, listening to Nate and listening to Michelle and then listening to myself, what I said earlier is the key word that you have to have savvy. Okay. Uh, And in, in, in this context, you have to have diplomacy. Okay. Now, from listening to what Nate had to say, um, you got to understand, you know, you when you said that you're an educator and you want to teach the way you think things should be taught, well, I say to you that you have to pick your battles wisely. There's a time and a place to pick your battles. And like, like the educator that posed this question in the way of an assignment, uh, it seems to me he's looking for the same results that you're looking for as you want to answer. You want to answer today. You want to answer at this time. And if you want a if you want a constructive and dialogue at this time, this is not the time for that. Because from looking at it from at a higher altitude, are you doing carrying gasoline to the fire? And that's the that's the savvy that you have to know, that you have to have to bring about some resolve to a crisis. All right. So there's a time and place. It, it just that under this administration and under the the intent that he has brought to our uh, our existence at this time, this is not the time and place to get that answer. Because all you're going to get is denial. You see, and you know, so when you said that you want the you want the the other students to to open up and to tell you what their what their uh, answer to such an assignment would be, well, you only only get what they've been indoctrinated. To. That's all you're going to get, and in that in that answer is blatant denial, because the first answer you're going to get is well. Uh, the kings and, and the kings and and tr- head of tribesmen in Africa gave them the slaves or sold them the slaves. They sold their own people to the white folks. That's what they're gonna take. So if you really want to crack this egg open to get some resolve in it, there is there is a time and place. The same thing that whoever's gonna be the next candidate for president 
or the leader of this country, got to have a certain flair about himself. So he got to be, he got to convince everybody that he is for all people, not just black people. And that's that's a critical mistake that he's going that he he will make. He can't be that person. That's why when I said that the next candidate, if you want somebody to be of your ideology, he can't be too black. Okay, right. let's get that clear. It's a reality. He can't be too black. Okay, he can't be black like you. You ain't gonna get it. You gotta get. You gotta have somebody who can sell. You got the salesmanship to the to the opposition. That's what you gotta get. You gotta be able to sell to women. You gotta be able to sell to the old white men. You gotta be able to sell to the evangelical Christians. You gotta be able to sell to us. You gotta be able to sell to all people to 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 correct this this wrong that's been done to us. So uh, that's my point of view about that. Thank you. You know, I um I understand uh, some of the anger that people feel about political correctness of the reality. Now, I think political correctness is okay when you modify your behavior such that you don't um, go around defending everybody. But when you're educating people, you have to educate using the truth. And the truth is what it is. It can't be modified. How we treat each other as humans can be modified. But when we're discussing the reality of slavery, the reality of how Europeans were able to uh, accumulate wealth, that can't be modified. And so we have to be honest with ourselves about what the education system is supposed to do. And, Nate, I'm just, you know, we have to recognize, I just feel just like you. Um, we should not have changed the government. Everybody is not able to have a democracy because they are not, they, they didn't fight for a democracy. Some people need and should have a dictatorship because they are not prepared to uh, relinquish themselves to whatever government is, uh, voted for. And I say that to you, we're used to it. We got Donald Trump, and we'll keep Donald Trump for whatever longer time he's voted in, but we'll wait to have him out of office. We'll deal with that. We don't have to shoot our people to get them out of office. Saying to you in terms of every place is not able to to embrace the change without violence. So you have to understand that Iran and Iraq are those kind of places. And even Russia is that kind of place. That, you know, they'd rather have a dictatorship where they know it wasn't a fair election, but they got somebody who can dominate them for as long as they can, and they just go with the program. But if we're going to be true believers that history needs to be shared so that we can find solutions for tomorrow, we need to be ready and prepared 
for the truth to be told, Nate. And I and I agree with you one hundred percent. And at the same time, like D has said, you know, we do have to pick our battles because um like like the other countries, they are conducive for a dictatorship. They're not they they're not ready for democracy. Just like for us, we are conducive to talk about certain things and not everything. And that's the problem right there. So we have to pick our battles when it when it when we can open up that, that floor for dialogue and let's discuss it. It's one of those things that that we got it's 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 kinda of hard to say, kinda of force it without forcing it. You know, at the at, at the same time and understanding who we're dealing with and uh and um and trying to get them to understand what it is that we, we, we deal with it. And you know, like and the way, the way our democracy is, the way it currently is, like we don't like the president who he is. Okay, we just get rid of him in the next four years. Like you say, a lot of those countries in the Middle East and dictatorships, they don't have that. They have they leaders for years and years and years until they die or until somebody kill them, with it whichever come first. This is what makes this situation here such at times a tragedy because we're supposed to have the freedom of speech and be have the freedom to talk about these things. But we, but it took such a long time for healing to even start taking place, and a lot of us, especially in the African American community, still still has not healed. This is a very difficult thing to talk about on on any type of level. Everybody can't, like Michelle said, everybody can't have this conversation. Every, everybody can't talk about it because there's still so much anger there, and that it's it's hard to have these discussions without emotion. You know, just like me, if I like when I'm talking about the military, it's it's hard for me to have that conversation when I have an emotion because I'm a soldier. And I'm not when I say emotion, I ain't necessarily saying a bad emotion. I just get emotional about it because I spent twenty three years doing that. So because it, it meant something to me. So like when my mom was on the phone and when I hear her talk about how she was chased by the Klan and stuff like that, that means something to me because that just not African American history. That's my mom's history. That, that history is directly uh, linked to me, and I tell that story to my kids. I want them to know from um, from what their grandma had been through. So we do have to get past the point of being sensitive. That that's easier said than done, and it may take a while, but we have to get past that point because we do have the freedom to talk about these things. But because we have the freedom to talk about these things, that don't mean everybody wants to hear these things. And like like what DS said, we do have to pick our battles when those doors are open to be able to talk about those things. But sometimes, also T said, throw fire on the subject. Sometimes I feel like um, gasoline needs to be thrown on the subject for the bird for us and force us to talk about it. Because the thing about it is, is that my son, my children, they 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 don't understand what I've been through. And I'm just a few, I'm just about a few years older than them, so if they don't understand what I've been through, I know for a fact they're not understanding what our ancestors have been through, and I don't want that ever to be lost in none of our minds. What has been there? That's why I like the fact that Sundance and some of these places play Roots. At least they play Roots once a year. I feel like they should show it in the schools to make us talk about these things, not just do a report on it, but see it, visualize it. So we can talk about it, but at the same time, we have to get the past, not not so much uh, not so much get past the sensitivity, but not be so sensitive enough that we can't talk about it 
And at the same time, respect those who are sensitive to it too, because because that's a two way street. We have to we have to be respectful to those who are sensitive to it, because again, if we're not doing that, we're never gonna be able to talk about these things. Thank you. Uh, Regina, let me come to you, and I appreciate you being here and getting on. Uh, as an educator, I'm saying any education related to slavery is good, and that we have to talk about slavery honestly, uh, no matter how it's discussed, so that people can learn and understand why it's difficult for some African Americans to move on. The fact that we didn't, we don't discuss how many African Americans died in the crossover, uh, how many were captured, how many were thrown overboard, how many made it here, and how they were abused when they were here. These are the discussions that need to be taken, as well as the great contributions that African Americans have made. Uh, you can't leave out the bad history if you're going to truly discuss the history of slavery in America. And so that's my point of view. There is a positive and negative uh, discussion to be had. So when that teacher gave out that assignment, I don't see the issue or the problem with the assignment when you discuss it honestly about who benefited and who didn't. Good evening, good evening. Um, when you're talking about um, the benefits of slavery, and I'm just thinking about, you know, what you were saying, maybe something very interesting to talk about would be the benefits of slavery, not just once it was in the United States, or the Americas, but also the fact that there was a benefit to slavery that was recognized by the various tribes in Africa. They enslaved, before even coming over here, slavery was practiced. The question is, why? The answer would tell the benefits that were perceived, and the difference is the benefits were were received by a different race once it got over here to the Americas. We don't want to even think about the fact that oftentimes we enslaved each other, or we caught our people over in Africa ourselves and traded them to the people who were sending the, you know, doing the um, the slave trading, the transcontinental slave trading. So the benefits of slavery... Does it does it change because it was on one side of of the ocean? Are we ready to discuss that? Well, we need to discuss it all. All of that, if it's true, if they were tribes 
uh, in Africa who benefited by going and capturing other tribes and selling them into slavery, and they made money off of it, and they benefited from the interaction with the Europeans, then we need to discuss it. Because you're right, you very rarely hear any of the benefits that tribesmen made from, uh, you know, we're kind of led to believe or want to believe that the Europeans just went into Africa, took what they wanted, and left. And we know that's not true. So James, I, that question, is that statement posed to who? You can go, you can speak on it, uh, uh, D. Okay. Well, uh, you know, and we know that. Uh, we know that. Um, again, uh, like Ms. Virginia just said, the argument that they're going to use is that um, the slaves were were given to them are easily, easily sold for garments and salt and coffee or anything that they did not have. So we understand that. Um, but to Miss Virginia's point also, you know, uh, I remember a time in the 70s where uh, – the, the Muslim brothers or Farrakhan or anybody that was Afrocentric would always use, uh, would always hold uh, neighborhood forums to enlighten black people or not to let them forget the times of slavery and the detriment of that and what our intent was going forward. Um, I think as well as it is trying to get white America to own up to the fact of slavery and that that America, America was born off the sweat of the brows of black people and, 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 and the effort to try to get them to admit that, I think it's also just as important sure. to have uh, black persons uh, to be reconnected to where it is we came from. Uh, because, like Miss Miss Regina said, that we we actually enslave ourselves. Uh, we we hold one another to a different standard. Uh, you know, the the pimp culture that we have in our own culture, uh, pimping one another and 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 selling selling dope to one another. Hmm. Same thing. You know. Uh, so when it comes down to trying to change that mentality. I mean I mean our battles our battles are far and wide. You know, yes we can get a we can get a, we can, we can spend a whole lot of energy trying to get white America to the own up, but last I checked, they ain't going nowhere. They're gonna be here. So right. uh, my argument my argument has been for the longest time is that the Donald Trump thing is supposed to be an eye opener anyway. And for me, my eye opening is to put out the own, put out the fires in our own neighborhood. That's a that's a pretty good start. And to try to groom, start grooming uh, would be politicians coming out of our neighborhood to be that guy or that feet or that woman to, who can actually galvanize and bring us back to some kind of unity. Okay. Then in that, uh, Trump will be long gone. But we can also start dropping signals to white America on what it was 
that America was built on in the first place. And slavery is part of that story. But to just abruptly slap them in the face, you know, you can try that. But I, from my experiences then, you're going to get backlash because it's the plan. And I, and I, and I want to reiterate that word, plan. It has to be well thought out. There has to be some strategy behind our action. Strategy, we just blowing smoke, and we're going to get a, a lot of the same, which is rebuttal and denial. So, you know, I, I agree with the concept. I, I, I agree and applaud the teacher's effort in trying to bring this message to the table. However, you've got to, just like, like you, if you're an educator, you've got to have a, a planning behind the lesson that you're going to teach. And part of that plan is you've got to sell white America on what it is that you, uh, and the goal of unification. One more time, as Americans. See, you got to show you got to show them that you're an American first. They think that you not we. They think that we're not even Americans no more. They think that we are so stuck on being black and getting Donald Trump out. That's all they can hear. That's all they can hear. Mm-hmm. Fake news. True. We know we we got we got we got patchwork to do as Americans. So yes, this is part of the our agenda, but I think that we have to implement our agenda. Like you're trying to feed a baby. If you feed him too much, he's going to throw up on you. So you got to feed him right in order to get your message across. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and let everybody have their final words.
This is James T. Shay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. I want to encourage all of you to make sure you're here on Monday. We have a special guest here on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'd like all of my callers and some of you who have not called in in the past to make sure that you're there because this is going to be an exciting show. So I look forward to all of you being in place on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309. It's going to be a very memorable show. I look forward to you being there. Um, Regina, what is your final thought for this evening? Um, I, I'm, I've got to really go and look and see what it was that this teacher was asking. And, um, but in all conversations and in all, as, as I think Dee said, in all lessons, you have to front load the information that you need your, your students or your people to have in order to do a good job in learning what the intended lesson was and and maybe that's you know what needs to happen in our communities share information and then go into a dialogue so I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to move forward alright uh, the teacher is right now is on leave and uh, like I said I just think we put our teachers in a terrible situation when we, you know, one side wants the history to be known, but then the other side is so, uh, uh, like they said, so, uh, Nate, what was that term you used related to uh, their feelings? Oh, um, for radio sake, I'm going to say too sensitive. Right, being, 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 being <laughs> but because if I say the military, where I'm gonna say freak day feelings, so so I'm gonna be respectful. Yeah, what feelings? <laughs> what kind of? All right, <laughs> freak day feelings. Uh, it seems like African Americans are extremely sensitive. Every time somebody approaches the topic, they always thinking, you know, um, that it was the wrong way. I mean, the teacher yeah, asked them yeah, to list the positive and negative effects of slavery. You can do that. That's that is a common uh, lesson for almost everything. That was that was a negative po- effect of playing football. That was a point of view lesson, and he could have taken that lesson from each person's point of view. That's what that lesson was, and it was a perfect lesson. Yep. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I might have been suspended too, because I would have asked. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. I mean, how can you have the discussion if that ain't a part of what is your knowledge of what slavery was and the impact that it had, both positive and negative, on our country? That doesn't desensitize anybody. What it does is it makes people have a stronger argumentative um, paper 
when they're riding that, I can see all of the positives that could be pulled out instead of digging for negatives and, and digging for a woe is me attitude and, and the victim. Our children have to learn to stand up and defend and have those points of view. That's what lawyers do every day. They may not agree with what happened, but they can argue it. We've got to prepare our children right, for this Cheryl, world. Out Cheryl, what, what's your final thought for today, Cheryl? Are you there, Cheryl? Dee, what is your final thought for today? My final thought is going to be in line, with, again, with what Mr. Virginia just said. And that is uh, to uh, prepare ourselves going forward in the art of dialogue. Yeah. You see, a dialogue is an art. And so for people just to go into a, uh, a conversation and waving their arms and screaming and hollering and demanding and, and demanding is not the way. It's not the way that, uh, to go about it. So, um, so uh, my final thoughts are for all people to perfect the, the art of conversation and dialogue. Thank you, James. All right. Cheryl, are you there? I'm here. What is your Um, final thought for the season? And I so much agree with what you just said, Dee. And and with that being said, whatever we do, we can always do better. All right. Nate, your final thought for this evening? Short and simple. Pick it back up, everybody. Let's just talk about it. Thank you. All right. Uh, guys, again, I want to say I need all of you uh, to be in place on Monday. Uh, we're going to have an outstanding show. I have a guest that I think all of you are going to really appreciate hearing. She will be here on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Take care, everybody, and I want to thank you for your continued support and recognize that our show can't be what it is without your voices. I look for more of you to call in and let us know what your thoughts are on this show so your voices and your opinions can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Father, help your children. the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place in their heart Jesus is love
temptation Cause he Jesus is 